Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Play On Preview. It's grand final week. I'm so pumped. Gemma's so pumped. The world is pumped. It's a big moment in world sport. AFLW is back in a grand final scene. We didn't have one in 2020. Have one in 2019 at Adelaide Oval. We're going to have one again in 2021 at Adelaide Oval. We're hoping to increase the crowd once again beyond that 53,034 magic number. Let's go again. Gemma Bastiani, how are you feeling about it? I'm quite excited. I'm preparing to drive over uh, tomorrow to go to it. So it'll be fun. That's insane. It's a lot of courage to be driving all that time. How long is the drive up there from Melbourne? I think it's about eight hours. Oh, pretty decent drive, I reckon. I'd love to be there down there myself, but work commitments mean I'm down in Melbourne, but I'll be cheering on from the couch, and I'm sure many of us other Melbournians will be as well, and so will the Brisbaneians or whatever they're called, because I don't know, some of them <laughs> might not make the trip down from Brisbane, but it's going to be a great game. It is, of course, Adelaide against Brisbane, Saturday it's at 1.30 Australian Central Standard Time and 2 o'clock Australian Eastern Standard Time. Of course, it's at the Adelaide Oval. And the big talking point all week has been the, not so much the omission, the injury of Chelsea Randall and the concussion 12-day mandatory break that she has to have, meaning she misses out on the grand final. What does that mean on the field? I mean, we know this. all the talking's been about how sentimental it is and, and how much of a shame it is. We, we won't talk about the rule itself. It's it's a rule. You know, we've got, to, we've got to cop it. How will Adelaide cope without it? They've got to move on from it, surely. Yeah, can we just start this by saying that Chelsea Randall has handled this circumstance... Amazingly. ...incredibly with the most maturity and leadership that I've ever seen of a footballer in this position before, male or female. So she absolutely deserves all the credit she's getting for her leadership this week, setting a standard for younger girls, younger kids, I should say, both boys and girls, um, by making the call that, yes, concussion is a serious issue. I'm not going to challenge this because it's here for a very good reason. So just wanted to say that really quickly because we all admire Chelsea Randall and what she does. So there's that. Um, so I should credit Swamp with this one because he got it out before I could look at it. Um, their win rate. So they've won 24 games, lost seven, drawn one with Chelsea Randall with a percentage of 183.5. So a very healthy percentage. Without Chelsea Randall, they've won three, lost five and have a percentage of 80.4%. Wow. So there's a significant difference Huge. between Adelaide with Chelsea Randall and Adelaide without. That being said, and and I think a lot of it not just comes down to her ability, but her leadership on the ground on game day. I think that has a has a huge part in it. But I think there have been a few changes made this year at the Crows that hadn't happened previous to this. 
uh, that I think allows them to cover that loss a little bit better than they have in the past. Um, Chloe Shears' move into the midfield, delivering the ball forward, is a huge part. A, a big thing from Randall this year, playing a little bit higher up the field, has been a delivery forward. And a big thing um, that Chloe Shear has been doing has been doing that out of the midfield. So I think that's a big thing. Um, Ebony Marinoff is obviously in rare air and Anne Hatchard is also picking up a lot more outside ball, getting it forward. So that's a that's a big thing is a couple of roles have changed to allow them to cover the loss of Randall. Then you look at the back line where she can go and often goes when they, they need her in desperate circumstances. Sarah Allen, Mariana Radzic and Najwa Allen are absolutely holding up that defence this year. So Sarah Allen is averaging seven intercepts a game. Najwa Allen is averaging 5.4 intercepts a game and Mariana Radzic is averaging 5.3 intercepts a game. So they have the leadership of Allen and Radzic back there. They're all doing that intercepting job that we know Randall can do. And then higher up the field, they have those players that are delivering the ball forward. So as much as we love Chelsea and we want her out there and she's a brilliant leader, I think they have the ability to cover her this year. Yeah, for sure. And the team they're coming up against, let's talk about them now. It's Brisbane. Um, against the odds, really. They, uh, not really against the odds. I, I, I don't know if I'm using the right word in saying against the odds, but they had a lot of challenges, I suppose, to overcome to get to this grand final. Not many thought they'd make it considering all the travel and, I guess, some key losses during the season as well. But they've learned their lesson and they're here um, and they'll be there on Saturday at Adelaide Oval. Yeah, I'm so stoked for the Lions that they are there because, yeah, they've had the challenges this year. They had a large portion of the year that they couldn't play at home. They had to be on the road for a lot of it. But also, you know, the expansion that they've had to deal with that Adelaide haven't had to worry about, the, you know, losing a lot of key players and rebuilding their list. So a lot of credit needs to go towards the Lions for the way they set up this new list last year and the way they've kind of put it to work this year. It's been incredible to see the difference. Um, So the last time they played one another in round four, which we'll get to on a little bit more of a um, deep level later, they... And do you remember me being very frustrated on the podcast with Rana? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, um, Brisbane kept trying to enter, like just kick the ball inside 50 from the same wing um, to the same spot and it was rebounded every single time and they, they were just doing this thing every time and expecting it to go differently and it just not. The thing that Brisbane have done considerably well and, and much better than I think a lot of other teams have this year is they have learned their lesson from games and they've taken that into the next game and adapted. So they've taken lessons from every single game they've played this year and made themselves better from it. And that is something I think we talked about it as well later in the season that you could see Brisbane kind of moving the ball around the 50 before delivering it forward, trying to get the best angle going inside. That was a clear lesson that they learned from that Adelaide game. So I think that is something that... Brisbane can take into this game knowing that they've fixed, um, knowing that they can take on Adelaide in that respect. And and just on a Brisbane level, a fun fact for you, because we always like to talk about the We love the fun, we love finals, we love footy. Yeah, exactly. And you I still it. haven't Add made facts. that graphic. <laughs> I still need to make that graphic. Um, every lion, So we talk about how much of an even spread the Lions have. Every Lion who has played a game in 2021, mm-hmm. except for Shannon Campbell has registered a clearance this year. Wow. That's pretty impressive. I thought that was interesting. That's so good. 
I thought Shadow Cave would be, would be one to get a clearance permit, to be honest, myself. <laughs> I She's the one sitting on the outside kicking the ball really far forward. I wouldn't pick her picking, mixing out on the cut, but yeah, that's impressive stats. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know how I came across that one, but I just thought it was a representative in a way, um, not wholly representative of, but a small factor showing that Brisbane do have a very even list. Yeah, for sure, and they're going to come into that Adelaide Oval clash firing and ready to go for sure because the last time they met, it didn't go too well for them, did it? No, so it was round four 2021, as we mentioned. Brisbane gave up... So Brisbane ended up 5-3-33 to Adelaide 6-9-45. The Lions gave up goals late in quarters, so they lost by two goals, but they were actually within touch for much of this game. It was just right before Sirens went that they gave up those last few um, points, which caused the margin to be 12. Um, but again, that's something that Brisbane have been doing against other teams more so since. So that's a positive for them. It was the first time that Adelaide had beaten the Lions in a home and away match. They'd only ever beaten them in finals prior to that. That's surprising. I thought it'd be the other way around. So that's an interesting mm. stat. Yeah. So the Lions have generally dominated Adelaide in home and away games and then Adelaide have won the final that they played. This year could potentially be the reverse. Um, and the other thing from that this game, uh, round four, the Lions were without Natalie Greider, who has been a, an in- incredibly important defender. Even though she's just 20 years old, she's really been a key part of this backline. So when we think of the Brisbane backline, we think Shannon Campbell, Brie Conan, and Kate Lutkins. But Natalie Greider, her positioning intercept work and then drive up the field has been remarkable. And she is leading them for intercepts with six a game. She wasn't there that day because she um, cut her hand open, got a hand infection uh, because she was cutting open a mango. I think that's what happened. And that's why she'd been wearing the glove after that. But she is a really important part of that back line with the way things have happened. And... The Lions actually gave up their biggest score of the year in this game, which is 45 points. With Nat Greider in the side, I think they're averaging 21 points against or something like that. So there's a fairly significant difference between what she offers as well. Yeah, for sure. She's a huge part of that Lions defence and that defence will be crucial to, to preventing Adelaide from scoring. And scoring's been a different kind of trend for each team in the competition this year. Um, we know Collingwood have struggled with their inaccuracy throughout the year, for example. But how are these two teams shaping up? It's funny. I thought you were going to say Melbourne because true. Um, <laughs> yeah. So Adelaide are number one in the competition for average score. Yep. They're averaging 47.9 points a game. Not they're bad. number one. That's a lot. Um, <laughs> they're number one in the competition for average goal kickers, which is five a game. And they're number one in the competition for average scoring shots, which is 13.9 a game. They're all reasonably high in the context of AFLW in general. They're not quite at their 2019 numbers yet, though. But what we saw in 2019 was them go to a new level throughout finals. So there's potential that Saturday is going to see them lift these numbers quite significantly. Brisbane, on the other hand, they're number three in the comp for average score with 43.5. So less than a goal, less than um, than Adelaide. They're number five in the comp for average goal kickers, so 4.3 a game. And they're number three in the comp for average scoring shots with 13. So they're not that far off Adelaide, but there's a couple of teams between them for the context of the year. This is Brisbane's highest average score 
their highest scoring numbers, sorry, that they've ever had in the AFLW. So this is their wow. best attacking performance year so far. And it's paid dividends. They're on the big stage. It's all on the line. I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm just, I can't even talk. Um, but yeah, with all, with all your analysts being said and done, or your, all your anal- analysis being said and done, um, <laughs> now it's time for the big question. Who wins it? Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Um, I know that pretty much everything I've said suggests that it's all Adelaide. Ooh, here we go, yeah. But I'm going to be a contrarian. Love it. And go with Brisbane. Um, and I think if Brisbane do get up, the best on ground will be Dakota Davidson. Yeah, that's a nice tip. That'd be it, that'd be such a cool situation. Um, but I'm going to go the other way, and I think yep. a lot of other people around me are going the other way as well. Adelaide is my tip. Um, yep. Margin, I'm thinking probably 20 points. I just think Adelaide Oval, they can turn it on. Um, and I'm... I want to say the obvious Erin Phillips is best on ground, but I have a little feeling about Anne Hutchard. I think she's, she mm-hmm. was best on ground in the Sample W Grand Final earlier on um, last year, I think it was now. Yeah, so yep. um, yeah, hopefully she can get two best on grounds um, in, the, in, the same, in the two leagues that she's been playing in. So yeah, I have a good feeling about her. She tends to turn it on on big stages as well. Her and Marinoff, not too bad. Yeah, exactly. A good combination there for the Crows. So very exciting times. Um, we've been, it's been a long time coming for this grand final. Um, it's so stoked that you're going to be there, Jim. It's going to be a great occasion. Take plenty of photos. Uh, send us I'm all taking videos. a photographer with me, so That'll be go. good. Very handy. <laughs> very, very handy. But obviously, if you're not game enough to drive over to Adelaide or fly over there, um, there's still some footy you can come and watch over here in Melbourne, and that's in the form of severe VFLW footy. Firstly, we'll get to some results from the round just gone by, which is round six. Um, Hawthorne got, um, sorry, Essendon got over the Hawks 29 to 15 at Box Hill, and Hawthorne had a slew of players come in. Um, Nadia Vomberto, obviously, because of the delistings, a lot of players have just come straight into VFLW sides. So Tamara we'll Luke see as that, well. Yeah, Tamara Luke. So we'll see how that pans out throughout the rest of the VFLW season as more players announce their retirements and delistings and things like that. Um, in the next game, the Southern Saints, 5-5-35 over Williamstown, 4-1-25. Then we had North Melbourne um, get defeated by Darabin. So Darabin got their first win of the year, 6-6-42 to 4-6-30. Um, Port Melbourne just keep on keeping on, 6-6-42 to 1-2-8 over the Dogs. And Casey and Geelong, two points in it. So Geelong just got the chocolates, 32-30. to and then Collingwood and Carlton, the age-old rivalry. Collingwood got the chocolates there. They're still undefeated. 210-22 to 0-4-4. So a bit of an inaccurate day for the Pies. Um, and Carlton were able to get a goal on the board in that game. So they've been looking to bounce back this week. Um, and we've got a couple of good games coming up. The first one is Southern Saints against Collingwood, 10 a.m. Um, on Saturday. Also on Saturday is Essendon versus Williamstown, 11 a.m. at the Hangar. You can hear that on WARF Radio. Just a little plug for you. Are you commentating that one? 
I won't be commentating, but we've got a couple of goodies commentating this weekend, so I'm sure you'll all enjoy that. Um, <laughs> Hawthorne versus Casey, 11.30am at Box Hill, also on the Saturday. Then if you're on the Sunday and if you're around the Geelong area, feel free to head down to Queen's Park and see them take on North Melbourne. Or you can head over to Bill Laurie Oval. Footy's back at Bill Laurie Oval for 2021. 12 o'clock, Darwin are taking on the Bulldogs. Or if you prefer to head down to Northport Oval at 2 o'clock, Port Melbourne are taking on Carlton. So a couple While of teams playing each other AFL for the second time. grand final is on. Yeah, it might be a bit hard. <laughs> I suppose if you like getting yourself around and getting to the footy, that's the game for you to go to. But... If you like to watch footy, then stay home. So, <laughs> As a Carlton supporter, I'm a bit torn because, you know, I kind of want to watch the Baggers, but I also want to watch the AFLW Grand Final. So yeah. we'll see what my mind decides, but <laughs> we'll, see. <laughs> we'll see what happens. But in the VFLW, some teams have, um, are playing each other for the second time, which is an interesting quirk in the fixture. So, for example, Port Melbourne and Carlton have already played against each other. So we'll see how those games turn out. But as I said, Collingwood and Port Melbourne still undefeated at the top. And then down the bottom, Darabin... Western Bulldogs, Hawthorne have all just got the one win. So they'll be looking to creep up the ladder as the season goes on. Um, but there's also men's footy, and that's kicking off. Um, I think this is the last week of Thursday night footy. So um, hopefully we get to see the games crammed into a few less days and have a footy a footy packed weekend. Um, <laughs> can't even talk, seriously. <laughs> I mean, we haven't been doing that at all so far this year, have we? Footy-packed weekends. Well, I spent all day commentating today at the AFLW Under-19 Champs. Three games in a row, myself and Lucy Walken did, so excuse me. That's what I wanted to to mention that. How did you go? Was it fun? Um, Who stood out? Oh, it was absolutely brilliant. It's so good to see the next generation of talent on display. It's something I've always loved to do throughout my whole um, sport media career, and it's just great to be able to get down to see a new game and see the best on display. Um, for, Vet, for Metro, um, Charlie Rowbottom was a standout. Georgie Prasparkas, is, of course, another good one. Steph Ree is probably one that not many people know about. She had a really good game too. Um, WA, Ella Roberts won the MVP for WA, so and that's rightly deserved. I saw her play today for the first time, and she was absolutely brilliant. So um, she's going to be a star. SA has probably got the big name in, in Lauren Young. Um, I fired off a tweet just reeling off her stats. She had, you'll love this, gem. She had... I think it was 37 disposals and a goal among some other crazy numbers. And she, it's for a 15-year-old playing She's 15. against... Yeah, yeah, playing against 18, 19-year-olds. So it's absolutely outrageous. She absolutely dominated today. She's got good size. Um, she can match it with the best. And she's going to be a force to be reckoned with. And she's part of the Port Adelaide Academy. So um, if Port comes into the competition by the time she's eligible... Boy, oh boy, that'd be a big first draft pick for them. I That's can tell you now. That's a huge first draft pick. Yeah, exactly. That, that might be that might be reason enough for them to get a team in the competition just so they can get her before yeah. anyone else does. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, but yeah, I saw the allies today as well, and the Hamilton sisters, Cynthia and Jade. Um, we know Lexi got a chance at the top level, but Jade and Cynthia also showed their wares today for the allies. So um, yeah, they'll be definitely ones to watch. And then Boomer is a Menlies. That was just a kind of an exhibition game at the end of the end of the day um really good camaraderie showed by both teams and it's just so good to see um everyone from any different backgrounds playing our great game and there were some awesome skills on display i mean some excellent soccer's off the ground some little fake hand passes you know they really showed some skills just for you know modern would have been really new to football so it's really good to see a good day overall and you're saying there was skill, good skills on display. I've got to say that there was great skill in the commentary box too. Both you and Lucy did an outrageously good job. So well done, mate. Thank you. We appreciate that. We love a bit of good feedback. It's all a bit of fun. 
Um, <laughs> we won't be in the commentary area for the men's games, though. Uh, we'll leave those up to the big dogs up in um, the, comment- the Seven and Fox and whoever else is commentating those games. But the first game up is Maddie's match. Always a special game to be a part of. Um, St Kilda versus Richmond, 7.20 at Marvel Stadium. Um, who's going to win here? Both teams are coming off a bit of s- some kind of poor form into this game. I know that uh, St Kilda have a good record against Richmond, especially when they're not doing so well. Uh, but I feel like Richmond will get the edge in this one. What about you? Yeah, Richmond for me as well. Uh, Friday night is our next game. That's West Coast versus Collingwood. A repeat of the Dirty Pies final that I'm sure everyone remembers. A ten at Optus Stadium. Who's going to win that one? <laughs> you got to go with West Coast, don't you? Yeah, I think so. Collingwood have got a few injuries and a few behind-the-scenes troubles, it seems. A lot um, of behind-the-scenes troubles. <laughs> yeah, just, I was being generous in saying a few, wasn't I? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so we'll head off to Saturday now. The first game is a Twilight game. It's the Western Bulldogs against the Gold Coast Suns. 4.35pm at Marvel Stadium. Who are you tipping? So this was one of the games that got moved uh, to cater for the AFLW yep. Grand Final to have clear air. So we should flag that that's why there are two Twilight games on Saturday. Thank you to the AFL for doing that because it actually means a lot. Um, I'm going to go with the Western Bulldogs. I love the Suns, but the Dogs just look too strong right now. And the Sydney Derby's on the weekend as well. Who are you going for? PM. Oh, sorry, I'll go for the Dogs as well. Okay, good. Um, yeah, Sydney Derby's our next game, 4.35pm at the SCG. The Swannies are going to get up in that one. I will be listening to this as we drive back from Adelaide. Um, yeah, I'm going to go with the Swans. Even though there's no Dane Rampy in the side, I still think the Swans can do it. What about you? Yeah, I think the Swannies as well. You can't go past them at the moment. They're in brilliant. Why would you want? Why would you want to? <laughs> exactly. I'm going to talk it to you from you if I did. Um, and you're going to talk it to you from me if you don't go for Carlton in this next game. It's Carlton against Port, 725 at the G. I'm joking, I won't. You're going to tip Port, aren't you? <laughs> I am. I'm sorry. It's okay. Because so am I. <laughs> I don't really... I think Port are just looking really good this moment. They're one of the, um, the informed teams of the game, along with your Swannies. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, they're going to be very, very hard to beat there at the MCG on Saturday night um, over at the Gabba. So um, the men's take men's uh, play after the women's and see if they can get a result like them. They're playing Essendon at the Gabba at 7.25pm. Can they win this one? I think they'll get finally get back and get their second win of the season. I'm going to go Brisbane. Yep, I'm also tipping the Lions as well, especially at home. Um, speaking of home, Adelaide and Fremantle, the men's take care of Adelaide Oval on Sunday at 1.10pm. Going to be a close one, I reckon, that one. Who are you going for? I'm going with Adelaide just because Frio really struggle away from home. Um, but I think it'll be an interesting match. Yeah, I agree. I think it's going to be very interesting. I'm still going for the Crows, though. Like you said, Frio a bit hard away from home. But the Crows, they're looking pretty good this season. A lot better than last season. Market improvement. So good on yes. them. Um, <laughs> Hawthorne versus Melbourne's up next at the MCG, 3.20pm on the Sunday. Hawthorne supporters hate the 3.20 games because they just don't like going to them. Um, but hopefully they like winning it. Can they win against Melbourne? Uh, I'm going to go with Melbourne despite the fact that Stephen May and Bailey Fritch will not be there. I think we're going to see some interesting young players come into the side. So, yeah, Melbourne. What about you? Yeah, I'm going to go to the D's as well, undefeated, which is awesome to start the season. Um, and I love seeing young bloods 
debut and take the game by storm. So I'm looking forward to see who they roll out in place of May and Fritch. Um, last game of the round is Geelong versus North Melbourne, 4.40pm at GMHBA Stadium. Cats in that one? Yeah, Geelong are effectively being handed a gift here to <laughs> kind of level themselves out after some questionable performances, aren't they? It's been very harsh on the Cats this season, I mean, the North this season. Tip West I mean, Bulldogs both. by 6,000 points over them. <laughs> they won by 128. <laughs> yeah, you kind of got close. I will give you that. I will give you that. <laughs> I love that 5,000 out is close. I know, I know. It's close. <laughs> You know what? We're going to give it. It's footy, it's fun, it's finals. That's what we're doing. Um, and that's. Are you tipping Geelong as well? Yeah, I'm going to tip the Cats yep. as well, especially at All home. Right. I think they're going to um, rock the boat there and get, get a win. Um, mm-hmm. But that's all the footy action for this weekend done. And that also means that our little stint on the play on preview is done for season 2021. Um, Super sad, but also super humbled to be a part of this. It's been uh, awesome. I loved every minute of it. Um, and, yeah, you've just been such a great co-host. It's been great to listen to your insights and um, get to know you better along the journey as well and develop a really awesome friendship. And also I feel like the listeners are on the journey with us, so thank you so much for tuning in. Um, we've loved sending in, we love he- um, hearing your questions and reading them out for you and, just bantering on Twitter. We've loved seeing the numbers come through. We hope you've enjoyed it as much as we have. But, yeah, I'm going to be really sad to, to pip stop on the record button soon. <laughs> yeah, I'm really uh, – it feels like, you know, end of AFLW season is sad, but also, you know, this finishing up is sad as well. I should flag not to, like, <laughs> take away from the moment of you kind of ending this at the moment um, because you have, you know, a full-on job and, you know, other stuff going on. But and hopefully you'll be back next AFLW season. I'm hoping. Um, yes. But I'll introduce as well the fact that Rana Hussein, uh, with whom I do the review every week, uh, and I will be revamping this podcast stream, so you don't have to change your podcast subscription, um, to be called Team Meeting, which is our new footy podcast, which will be reviewing the weekend's games and previewing the games ahead. It'll come out every Wednesday, and we're kicking off next week with um, AFLM round five recap um, and previewing round six. So we're not going anywhere. Um, We're just doing it in one episode rather than two each week. And hopefully I can con Julia to be a guest on one of those episodes. Yeah, I'm sure I'll pop my head in at some time around and I'll be able to provide some banter and fun and footy and facts and whatever else I do. And Julia will still be tipping with us throughout the year as well. So God, I don't know how well I'd go. I don't think I'd probably tip Carlton every week and it would be to the detriment of me. So. You're doing reasonably well. Oh, I try to. I try my best. <laughs> hey, what about the AFLW tipping? Are we going to count that? Oh, you probably won. I haven't actually done it. I should do that. <laughs> right, I, we're I'll gonna do, do it, it after the grand final. Yes, we've got one more game to go. So we can't call the early crow yet. We've got to wait till all the games are done. So, yeah. I'll be, waiting for, both I'll, I'll be waiting for my invoice in the mail um, after the <laughs> final. So thanks. <laughs> oh man, thank you so much for doing this. If people want to find you to continue to support you, even when they're not hearing you each week on this, how can they do that? Yeah, so um, chat me a follow on Twitter at Julia Montesano for or don't just I don't know, just look at my tweets and just get out or <laughs> stalk me. I don't know, whatever you want to do. Um, but yeah, I'm on Twitter. Um, Lee Din, I suppose, if you want to connect professionally. Julian Montesano is my name. 
Um, but yeah, I'd love to keep in touch with all the listeners and I'll definitely be keeping track of um, team meeting. I'm looking forward to giving that a listen and hopefully jumping on for a few chinwags as the season goes on. Yes, yay, I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> it'd be great, it'd be great. Um, well, yeah, that's it for um, the final episode of the Play On Preview for 2021 AFLW season. Good luck to the Crows and the Lions in the AFLW Grand Final this week. Good luck to all the people that are driving over. Good luck to all the people that, all the staff, all the umpires, all the people going down. Um, It's going to be a great event and we're so happy to have an AFLW Grand Final once again. And I'm sure you're all looking forward to watching it. We'll catch you um, next week for the team meeting, but next year um, for AFLW again. It's been great. Thanks, Jen. I feel so sad now. Step onto the legendary clay courts of Roland Garros, where the world's best players battle it out at the French Open for a chance to win a Grand Slam title. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD. See the action unfold as legends fight for glory and new rivalries emerge. Daily live coverage begins Monday, May 20th, with match replays on demand so you never miss a moment. From the first serve to the final point, Roland Garros promises unforgettable moments and new chapters in tennis history. Stream now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it happens.